Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to The Wind Down. Today we're going to talk about the costs in IT and what we can do to improve or change on those. So, do enjoy. Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to The Wind Down. My name's Nick and this is... Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Ah, good, Nick. Glad to be back wind-downing. Yeah, we are, finally. Yes, after COVID and sickness and all sorts of things. Yes, we, we had a quick break. <laughs> we did, we did. But more importantly, where are we? What are we drinking? Uh, well, we're, we're down um, uh, down in uh, Milson's Point, just down Blues Point Road. A lovely little place, as we can see in the background, a Delicado. And um, it's a wine bar. It is. Of, of all the things to have near our office. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't oh, that wonderful? This is a terrible place to be. <laughs> oh, now, we're uh, drinking something special, aren't we? Well, we, we thought we'd try something different today. So we, we, we started with this um, lovely bottle of... Uh, it's, a, it's a Tempranillo. It's a Ramon Bilbao Reserve 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, from the Rioja area. Yep. And... Um, Tell you what, that, you can do a lot worse than this. It's very nice. It's, it's very, very, nice. very easy to drink, and um, it's a lovely drop. Lovely but, drop. But since then, we stepped it up, haven't we? Well, we just we actually just finished that bottle. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, but we don't have to talk about the story. That. Yes. Right, let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk about it. So, and by the way, yep, they do tapas here. They do, and their tapas is awesome. It um, is. But so let's start the conversation. Let's start thinking about um, people costs. Cost of living. Okay, yeah. So look, the, the costs in general have been going up everywhere. Yep. And look, as, as we've been going around to clients in the last few months, you sort of see their cost bases going up. Their, their freight costs are going up. Their supplier costs Fuel are going costs up. costs are going up. Yeah, food everything. costs are going up. Yeah. Interest rates are going up. Everything's going up. And they're having to pass those costs through to their clients. They do. And we're looking at all this going, this is interesting, but surely there's a, a place in the market where this has to sort of find some workable gap yep. and I've seen from a, a few businesses and some quite large some global where they've actually been they've gone into liquidation Wow! and they've been doing that because they've worked out that there's a high price in the market where their product is still viable yep. but their cost base has been growing up significantly that they can't maintain any margin between their costs and what the market's willing to pay for their products and they've just had to say we just have to stop we can't go backwards it's it's really interesting isn't it so so costs are driving businesses to make things more expensive which are driving up costs which cause people this is yes it's the inflationary loop and it's 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 not nice and it has to be managed very carefully i think so a question for you and i'm not an economist at all but we've been through a rather long period of incredibly low interest rates yes and my belief was low interest rates are there to stimulate the economy they certainly did that faster (laughs) Um, inflation and higher interest rates are a sign of a really good economy that you're trying to slow down. Okay, that's one way of looking at it. Um, I, I would suspect that if you went to Zimbabwe and uh, tried to buy a loaf of bread in the morning and then the next day and saw the difference in the prices. Well, well that's, that's hyperinflation and that's what's happening in Sri Lanka right now. They're, they're struggling with that. So, yeah. so okay, so we've got... But, I, would, so I would say yep. that this is a global issue. Yes, Yes. You're not alone if you think that what's happening to my business, uh, there's prices going up everywhere. So we'll have a look at that. Yes. So now there's an example, right? Coles had a, <laughs> a, a, one of their stuff. They, they lost to a 
A dishwasher roll. What yes. would that be? So it was uh, it was mentioned in the uh, the Coles CEO who just mentioned it recently. Um, one of their uh, store managers said, "Look, I'm losing staff. Someone's just taken on a dishwasher roll at eighty thousand dollars per annum." Wow. And you look at well, how can you compete against that? Now, look, I was in um, I was in Melbourne a few weeks ago. And uh, we had a, a dinner on one night. I'm, I'm talking to the uh, the owners of the restaurant afterwards, mm-hmm. um, to say, look, it's uh, yeah, it was, it was a lovely dinner, beautiful food, great wine. But I, I notice it's it's just like the few of you running around. There's not many staff here. Yep, you, you, you managed to do really well and keep up and everything. But um, if this was full, I think you might have a problem. Yes. And they said, yes. Look, you're, you're absolutely right. They cannot get staff. Wow. And they're paying forty six to fifty dollars an hour for table people just to deliver meal take order whatever and they're competing with people uh, businesses in the city in Melbourne paying up to $90 an hour yes now $90 an hour for table assistance that's a crazy amount of money that's the equivalent of $180,000 a year so you've sort of got to wonder where what's happening here where's this going so I think it's really funny and in those primary service industries that kind of wage pressure is happening but in professional services those charge-out rates aren't yet reflecting that. Yeah, I Although they're going to have to, right? They're, they're going to have to. I mean, it's, it's a natural thing, but I, I will also say you can't keep up, up or increasing your prices every three months or so. You're probably going to have a look at it a bit more realistic a basis. But yep. prices are, yes, going up, and that's that's the whole thing. Right. Now, inflation in the first quarter this year oh, was 5.1%, I think, if 5. I remember. 5.1%, yes, off the back of a three three point four. Is that right? Yeah, 3.4. And I think that's going to be higher next quarter. It's almost guaranteed. Well, that's scary because they're starting to get into major figures. And you look at people going, yeah, I want my 3% CPI increase on my wage to keep up. And all of a sudden, that 3% is now 5.1, 6%, 7%. And businesses can't keep doing that. There becomes a point where your business model can't cope with like a a 7 or 8% increase every year. Unless your prices go up by that much every year as well well which means it's a sustainable model yes but in theory if you were able to sustain that much in your price increase you would have done that already oh so i agree but if everybody's wages goes up and everything goes up then you're if you're not putting yeah. your prices up you're out of business yeah, so true. that's kind of where it's going to that's get true to. it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing but and this is where we're seeing that how how do you maintain cost structure in a market that is saying the cost base everywhere is going up for everything. How much more can you do yourself yep. without incurring that cost? So, we, But we've also seen, right, we've, we've got that inflation going, but at the same time, we've just, well, we're still in the middle, I reckon, of a global supply shortage. Yes. Right, so we've got the shortage of chips and technology and those yeah. sorts of things. We've got um, shortages of you know, factories delivering things. We've had this global slowdown. We've had the Evergreen Ferry, which was... You know, the Ever Given, which was stuck in the canal. There's all oh, sorts of things right. which has affected supply, plus it's inflationary. There's all sorts of things going on at the moment. And look, there's war in the Ukraine. But, uh, there are. And look, even starting from the, the thing like Shanghai being locked down, the issue being that a lot of the chip production, mm-hmm. the little integrated circuits and computer chips, come out of factories in Shanghai. Yes. Of course, there's no one in the factories. They're all locked down. Yeah. So the chip's not being made. So the things that use those chips, like power supplies, wireless access points, routers, switches, yep. PCs, laptops, you, you can't get the chips. 
I mean, I've seen some things where um, uh, Cisco networking gear, up to a year's wait time now. Wow. Well, the, their issue is, though, that they've, they've designed their solutions around a very specific model of single sourcing components and being very efficient at it. And mm. while that process worked, they were extremely efficient. Yes. But now that those, like one component or two components are not available, they can't build a power supply. Yeah. They can't get a power supply, therefore, to power a switch or a router. Therefore, you can't sell anything. No, and they're, sure. they're madly spending time now retooling their infrastructure to be a bit more generic as to the components they use. So I saw a really interesting thing. There's a guy in the UK who started building his own microprocessors or at mm. least transistor arrays onto silicon wafers from scratch as okay. an experiment. And he found his um, concentration, he's, and he's, he started by hand, right, using Photoshop and all sorts of things. Wow. Well, he was, he was just trying to see if he could do it. But he found his evolution of the number of chips on a silicon wafer is exactly following Moore's law at the moment. <laughs> but the, what, what, yes. that, what that tells you is even with the best will in the world, if I started to want to make high-density silicon chips now, say the US said, yeah, I want yeah, to create yeah. a chip fab, um, it's years before that really has the capability it, to do it, it at quality. It is, and in reality, once you get up to about the five gigahertz level, that seems to be the cap on what's feasible with the silicon chip approach. Yep. Yep. That's when. That's why we now have... Multi-cores. Multi-cores. We don't have, like, here's your 10 gigahertz processor. We have, here's your five gigahertz processor with one core or two cores or 10 cores or yep. whatever it is. And Yeah. Well, you get quantum effects and all sorts of things, but I, I yeah. kind of get that. So that, that kind of sh supply shortage, that increase starts to give some really stupid things happening so yes. people rapidly changing business models you've got to have an example <laughs> of that <laughs> so we saw we saw the concept of the uh, the 15 lettuce because mm. there's a shortage of lettuces at the moment yeah that was it one of the um, fast food companies oh. has replaced lettuce for cabbage in their burgers <laughs> here's my cabbage burger <laughs> doesn't sound as attractive does it no it doesn't no, really, okay no. so um I, I saw this um this interesting sort of photo going around of um hey drug dealers have worked out it's actually more um more profitable to sell lettuce, so they've actually yeah. tossed all the drugs out of the, hyper, um, the, uh, the where they're growing them. And they're making lettuce. And they're growing lettuce instead. Wow. <laughs> Which is interesting, because that means the drug dealers are only getting 15 bucks a plant, right? So where's the markup in the supply chain? But anyway, well, I wouldn't but how know. Long, how long does it take to grow a lettuce? I don't know. I'm not a lettuce grower. How long does it take to grow a marijuana plant? I'm not a marijuana plant grower either. That's, so. a, that's the right answer. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we don't get arrested. This is good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so that's interesting. So, yeah, I wander into a JB Hi-Fi or a Harvey Norman. There's not the special deals anymore. It's they, look. They, if you look closely at the uh, oh, discounted or on sale, yeah, it might be on sale for five bucks off or something. But yeah. there's there's not enough supply. So why would you put these things on sale? Yes, I'm saying five percent off and stuff like that. Yeah, if you buy something else that's overly priced or something. But the, yeah. the manufacturers themselves cannot keep up with demand. So the retailers, there's no there's no incentive to say, I need to do a special deal on these units to be able to move them. They're going mm. to move anyway. Yeah. And that's why we're now paying like the sixteen dollars to $1,700 for a laptop, whereas we were paying the twelve dollars to $1,300 before. Yep. And it's all in the pricing. It is fascinating, It's, it's not all profit it? either. The, the cost structures have gone up. There are a whole bunch of changes in there, but it's, yes, it's the new the new norm. Okay, so let's look <laughs> at this. Let's look at this inflationary cycle, right? Okay. And, and have a think about it. So... The things I want to buy as a consumer are getting more expensive, from letters to electronic devices. Yeah, right? yeah. everything. Yes. So my wage, my dollar in my wage, doesn't go as far as it used to. Mm. 
So therefore, I'm going to, to maintain my quality of life, I'm going to require my employer to pay me more. Correct. If my employer does pay me more, then they're going to have to increase the prices of their goods into the marketplace, the goods and services into the marketplace. And, and this is it. It's On one hand, you've got the employee saying, look, at least keep my salary up with inflation so yeah. that I'm not going backwards. And on the other hand, you've got the employer going, look, I'd, I'd love to do all that and even give you more, but we just go out of business. Mm. There's got to be some balance in the middle. I, I don't know what the magic answer is, and perhaps this is the age-old question of where is that balance. But we're certainly in a market now, and heading into a market, that I don't think a lot of people have seen in a while. Yeah, I, I'd agree. And, and I, I think that it's just a cycle, right? It, it happens. I remember... Yeah, seventeen percent interest rates under Margaret oh. Thatcher in the oh. UK. So oh. we we had to be here eighteen percent under uh, Paul Keating. The yeah. um, the recession, the, the recession had we had to have. So, yes, thank you, Mr. Keating. So <laughs> I don't think it's all his fault. But anyway, we'll, no, we'll no, leave our politics on hey. the table. Well, that's very um, true. But so if I think about it, if I've got a business that's heavy on labour, yes, and heavy on people, those people are going to demand higher wages. My well, products are going to be more expensive. Yeah. And yet we've been wittering on for years about how information technology can automate certain things that people and, do. And look, it's, it's very interesting because uh, there was a recent survey by one of the um, industry publications yep. that talked about why would you engage uh, an IT managed service provider? Yep. And of all the questions they asked, at 1.5% was competitive advantage. Wow. There was a whole bunch of things about access to skills, uh, more efficient ways of doing things, about um, you know, uh, up, uh, ability to scale faster than their business can handle and bring on more people. It was all, yeah. all different things in there rated fairly high. 1.5% said, we think an external company working with this will give us a competitive advantage in our business. Well, I think that's an indictment on our industry. Of, I don't think we've done a good job I think we've done a really <laughs> bad job of not just marketing, but delivery of competitive and the whole point of our industry is to give you a competitive advantage through automation that's right everything from a word processor getting rid of your typing pool to a spreadsheet removing a bunch of people with comptometers all of it's been about the next um, industrial revolution <laughs> of removing manual labor where we can and providing automation mm. so that you can do more with less so if you think, and this, and this is not about saying, oh, I only need half my staff now, we're heard this is great. No, no, it's, it's about using, them, using people more productively for the skills that they have and the information that they have yep. to be able to scale on the back of, the, of that knowledge. Yes. So if you can't fulfill demand yeah. today, automation is incredibly helpful. I would say if you've got more capacity than you have demand at the moment... Automation ain't going to fix your sales problem. No, look, you, you've got to have the right fix for the right yep. solution, like, you know, right tool for the right job sort of thing. If you're going to go in there with a hammer and try to install that pipe, yep, probably not going to work very well. And, and you just can't automate everything. No, no. and you, nor would you want to, because it's for everything you can think of that says, yep, I'm completely automated, I can switch off and not to worry about it, something's going to happen. But there must be a whole bunch of things that are ripe for automation. There are. Even, look, basic stuff, order processing. Yep. number of organisations that have now got websites handling a lot of that, yep. doing, here's the workflow, it's all automated, we let the consumer choose, it gets put straight into our CRM or our operational yep. system, yep. it flows through, 
And if you're looking at them like um, what Amazon was doing with their robots for the picking and packing, yeah. you've got pickers and packers, people, standing there. The robots bring the product on the order to them. You don't have to walk around anymore. You don't have to put them in buckets or whatever. It's And that's more efficient. Well, it's also more accurate. And, and I think <laughs> when we talk about automation driving efficiency, automation drives accuracy and reduces your risk. Yes, that is so, fair. So my background, which is kind of financial services and IT, um, by automating processes, well, uh, let me give you an example. In a lot of small businesses I go and talk to, you speak to business owners and they run their businesses by feel and guts yeah, and yeah, those it. sorts of things. What's really going on there, I think, is they're using all their experience for their brain to give them a kind of, yeah, this is a good idea or no, it, right. no it's not. Um, when you start getting the computer to do it and thinking about all the data that goes into making that decision, that's what differentiates an SMB from a Unilever. That Unilever are totally data-driven, SMBs aren't. With automation, you can become really data-driven. Mm. And that can be very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, so, but we need to focus on where real value can be added. Let's think of some ideas. Um, obviously, order processing, anything financial, anything mm. to do with adding up, any way you're taking data from one system and putting it in another system. Where, where are you um, expending manual effort for something that ultimately is not, it's just you doing something that yep. could ultimately be done by something else or even a computer? Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, people are really good at interaction with other people uh, emotional bonding yes uh, being passionate about your product about all of those things people are okay at repetitive tasks but repetitive tasks is where computers work that's why we have robots building cars that's why we have machines oh, that yeah. make things that's why we have packaging plants that's why we have and but the same thing can happen in your back office op operations where I get this invoice every week from this supplier, but it's not hard to build technology that will read that invoice, put it into your systems and do it without you ever having to see well, it again. No, exactly. It's called EDI, and it was brought into the late... No, no one uses EDI, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it even great, EDI is out of date. It was a great vision, but yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I do remember um, uh, when I was at uh, a, a school uh, a number of years ago now, I don't want to think about how many, um, I was talking to someone, so what... Uh, and he said, um, my grandfather worked in the, um, he, this person's grandfather worked in a toothpaste factory, in a yep. factory, screwing the cap on the toothpaste. Wow, tubes. you wouldn't do that anymore? No, no. And they'd done it for 30 years. Yeah. They, they just literally, as the tube comes through, they put the little cap on and, you know, yeah, pressure's good, send it on. Yep. I thought, wow. But, yeah, that that's clearly nothing that anyone would do this day manually. Well, you, you say that. There's lots of small manufacturers out there okay, yeah, yeah. who are who their investment in equipment to automate that is just so much, it's a bridge too far. We, but it does say, though, there that there would be some manufacturing systems that are perhaps uh, a heavy barrier to entry. Yes. Yep. Yep. Large, I think in, in yeah. on IT, the barrier to entry is lower. So it brings us yeah. down to the final thing. Now, what does it cost to automate? Well, that's just it, and uh, it, it, <laughs> I love that. It's just such an, such an, it's such an IT sales answer, right? That's, right. that's just it. How long is a piece, long of, piece string? of string? Where's yeah. a bit of string? <laughs> well, it, and it can cost anything from a few hours of labour just working out. Here's a very simple thing. Look, this is automated. You never have to do that task again. Yep. Right up to years of effort to pull massive systems and processes in place. But of course, the more time you spend on this, I like to think it's. 
you're investing in the future. Yep. And you're going to end up with, assuming it's all done well and comes together, a much more efficient, more cost-effective outcome than if you just kept doing things the way you are now. Yeah, and I, I think the, the answer should be, if you're looking for a cost factor, if I'm going to automate something within a year, right, my investment in that automation should have paid itself back. Yeah, that's fair. Perhaps there's some scenarios that might be a little bit longer for very complex no, no, or whatever. It might but take longer, but I think your return on investment. Right, yes. Because I, I, if I've got an incredibly complex process, let's automate a bit of it. My return on investment is X. Let's keep doing that now. We've got that return. That's true. keep doing it. The biggest risk, and the thing I see all the time, and I, 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 there's no way around this, this will always happen, is I can go into an organization today, for example, Automate a bunch of stuff and save them, say, a million dollars. Next financial year, they're going, where's my next million dollar saving? Yes. That's a curve that eventually stops. You've got the low-hanging fruit. You've been the hero this year. Yeah. Now, now, what are you going to do next year? Oh, well, that gets a bit harder. (laughs) I fixed all the easy stuff. But you still, yeah, there is a point at which you can sort of say, okay, there's a a, a point of no return where you... At this point where you spend money, you're probably not going to see a great return out of it. Yep. Unless there's a really big picture of full automation somewhere. But, yeah. I, I'm, that was cool. I, th- I think yeah. this answered most of those things. I think that was very interesting, That's Scott. great. Well, thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Nick. Would you like to automate something? <laughs> I will. I'd like to automate this. If you're watching this and you do like it, make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave us a like, and leave us a comment if there's something you'd like us to discuss. I wish I could automate subscribers. That's what I'm thinking about. Well, people have done that. Yeah, you get in trouble for that. They get in trouble for that, yes. (laughs) Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.